Hello and welcome back to the Florida Hockey Podcast. Justin Bedford alongside Noah Russo, Felix Fortambriant, and Jacob Barker this week. Uh, lots of people on for our special mock draft episode of the podcast where we're going to do a random order and make our picks for each team. So everybody gets one team and we'll cycle through the order. Uh, but before we get to that, we have to start off with the big Panther news this week which was Bill Zito tragically not winning the Jim Gregory GM of the year award. I mean, we talked about him being a finalist a couple episodes ago. I think can't remember. Uh, but what do you guys think? Well, do, do you think Lou deserved to win it this year? Back to back. I already talked about this last week. So, and I was remarkably wrong about it because I said that it was going to be either Burger Van or um, Zito, and it was neither, and I don't understand why. So I'll, I'll let Felix and Jacob go ahead because I have some pretty strong thoughts about this. You, you go ahead, Felix. You go ahead. I'm I mean, just human. Yeah, just like in a hat, you know, as a Habs fan, I wasn't necessarily cheering for Burger Van because I could at least appreciate and understand that Bill Zito did a much better job. Uh, especially with the cap issues he was facing, not necessarily the cap itself, but just the, the money behind it. I think he did a tremendous job getting value of a lot of players. And so uh, it was my pick and it was a no brainer for me. So definitely shock. Uh, and you guys can go more in depth, but I think shock is the right word for this. Yeah. Like, it, it just makes no sense. Right. Like Justin, you, you posted a pretty good one on your, on your Twitter, the difference in winning percentages. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I tweeted about it because, you know, I don't tweet that often, but when I do, it is about stuff that I'm extremely passionate about, which is the Jim Gregory GM of the year award. Um, so let's, let's take a, let's take a look at Lou for a sec. All right. Last year, GM of the Islanders, uh, their win percentage or their point percentage uh, was a 0. 0.588, which is pretty good. This year, that went up to a .634, so an improvement for sure. Uh, the notable moves he made uh, since last season when he also won GM of the Year was he brought in uh, Travis Ajak and Paul Mary as deadline additions, and he lost Devon Taves for a couple picks because of the cap mess that's over there in the island. So that's kind of a self-inflicted loss, really. Then you look at... Uh, Bill Zito in Florida. So new GM, first year there. Last year, the Panthers uh, won, or they had a point percentage of 0.565. So, eh, well, it was, it was an average year, right? This year, up to 0.705. So a larger increase there. The major pieces Bill Zito brought in, there were a lot of pieces. I didn't list them all in my tweet because character limits and a lot of players with long ass names. But uh, 
he brought in Gudis, Wenberg, Bennett, Verhage, Duclair, Forsling, Hornquist, all players that played a, a big role for the Panthers this year. And who came out of the lineup uh, this season? Mike Hoffman, not back as a free agent. Evgeny Dadnov, not back as a free agent. And then uh, Mike Matheson, who is uh, was traded away, which arguably very much helped the team uh, this season. So I like, I, I just don't see a case for Lou Amarillo to win the award this year. Like I really don't like he wins the award. Cause he played Tampa two rounds later than the Panthers did. The, the, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. I mean, like for, for me personally, I don't have a ton of thoughts on the matter because it hasn't really concerned me as a primary sense fan because Pierre Dorian is not anywhere close to winning this award. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's got to happen in a few years. But for me, like when I look at just like what this award means, like as GM of the year, I'm looking for someone that like as much as results are important, it's like, okay, but like how much did you actually contribute to that result? And like, I don't think Lou Lamorello, as much as he made moves, that's great. So does every GM. I don't think the Islander success is because Lou Lamorello set them up to be successful. I think like when you look at Bill Zito, when you look at Bergevin, these are moves that the, that these guys set up to make their roster successful. And then it happened. And like, because of the way the roster was composed, it ended up working out for them. And I just don't think that was a case in New York, which just is why that award is a little confusing for me as to why Lamarella won it for a second straight year as well, which is odd. Yeah. Like, it seems like, like if you ask people like, why are the Islanders good? I think most people say it's Barry Trotz and the system they play. Barry Trotz, who was nowhere near the top of the list for the Jack Adams finalists this year. So, like, what did Lou really do? Pretty much nothing. So, like, it just, it baffles me. But, like, at the end of the day, doesn't really fucking matter. It's an award. Literally, the, the, the like, the most, the thing that comes up for me the most when I think of what Lou's done is that he brought Barzell into training camp instead of signing him before that, like that that, is that's true. the only thing that I can think of. Like it's, he gave Barzell a decent bridge deal. I mean, Barzell is obviously a, an amazing hockey player, but at the end of the day, he really didn't do much other than make a few trades for some veterans at the deadline. And I mean, w- when you look at the Panthers and you look at what Zito did at the deadline, which is go out and get Sam Bennett, it just doesn't make sense to me. It makes no sense. And the worst part of this entire situation is that Zito was third in voting. Wasn't even first or second. Like, that's just, that's a travesty. I, really? Who gets what? Like, Lemuriello isn't even the one who got the most first place votes. That was Bergevin. Yeah. Like, it's just, it makes no sense to me whatsoever. And I, I don't know why... It is. I don't know if there's a bias against the Panthers, which we know there is just because they're under like the media coverage is under the, is below the average in the NHL, but this is true. This is true. I mean, you can't deny that, but it shouldn't be a factor in the decision for GM of the year, especially considering the blatant like improvements that have happened on the Panther squad, mostly thanks to Bill Zito. Yeah, like look at every move Bill Zito has made since he took over. Almost every single one, not all of them, but almost every single one has made the team better by at least some margin. 
right? In some cases, a lot bigger than others, but this is a lot better team. And it is mostly because of him and, and the guys that he brought in. It's just whatever. I mean, I, yeah. You know, it's whatever. Yes, we, yeah, no, we, we very clearly disagree with this decision. I, I think it's very obvious that the award did not go to the person who deserved it the most, but. I, I, and the, the worst part about it is Lou is winning it back to back, right? He won it last year. Yeah. Like, like, isn't one enough? Like, come on. Well, it's like, okay, like, yeah, like, what did he do? Like, the you last took, you, months. Yeah. You took a team that made the conference final and they ended up in the exact same place. That's not an improvement. The Florida Panthers were like, let's face it, not very good last year. This year, they were buzzing. The most exciting team in the NHL. Some have called them. I mean, it just it should have been easy, but I guess not. Yeah, I mean the the whole the whole situation to me it just makes no sense, and people just don't seem to to even care that much. So yeah, is, like, I guess th- there's always next year. Um, I don't know because now the expectations for the Panthers are so much higher than they were previously. I think the only way Zito wins it next year is that the Panthers are undefeated. Which is still on the table, to be fair. It's on the table. It seems like how much of an improvement do you want? Like, how much better can you make a team in nine months? I, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see what what next season plays out, but. Zito should definitely be in the conversation. Just, I mean, for building the team to, to what it is today. And I think the expansion drafts can be really interesting from a GM point of view. Let's see what, what, yeah. What and we'll gonna, do, we're going to do lots of expansion draft. draft episodes too, because we got time and nothing else going on. Um, but we got our entry draft episode today. Um, so we're going to pick, we'll go, we'll, uh, I'm going to figure out the order here. Um, as you know, we've talked about the draft, like the last, like few episodes, it's kind of a shit show, this draft in terms of where guys are ranked and some guys haven't played, uh, and we haven't told any, each other, you know, where we have guys ranked except for Barker. Cause he tweeted it out. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> so, uh, it, it'll be interesting. I'm curious to see who you guys pick and where, uh, where guys go. Uh, but I'm going to randomize the order here and then we'll get her started. So the first overall pick, picking for the Buffalo Sabres, it's Felix. (laughs) And I was talking with Barry before this. Neither of us wanted the first overall pick. Uh, But I'm curious to see who you go with here, Felix. Um, Oh, I thought you were going to do the rest of the order. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay. Fuck, my bad. Okay. Felix, Jacob, me, Noah. Oh, what? Oh, no way. Man. So you get to pick for the Seattle Kraken, Jacob. That's a big honor. First pick in franchise history. Don't fuck it up. Yeah. Uh, so just to, to be clear here, um, we're always going to keep that same order. Yeah. So once. No snake, no no nothing. No, no snake. Okay. Yeah, just keeping it. No, nah, we're just like doing it, it for fun. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just, we'll just rotate through. Okay. Um, um, but yeah, Felix, you're on the clock. Buffalo Sabres, the first overall pick. Um, I think this pick is very interesting just to give a quick 10 seconds on it. I think this pick could depend on the possible Jack Eichel trade. 
Um, but regardless, um, I'm going to go with Matthew Beniers. Um, I'm going to pick the center. Um, I've mentioned this before. I like drafting guys from Michigan. I think it's one of the greatest hockey school in the NCAA and just a great hockey program. I love the guy. I think he's going to be a top six forward with no doubt. And I think he's a, he's a very safe pick as well. I think it's hard to go wrong with him. You could make the argument for two, three, four guys here at that spot, but he's my guy at, at number one. Yeah, I mean, the consensus from a lot of people was Owen Power at one. Um, mm-hmm. I know I, you, me, and Jacob for sure didn't have Owen Power at one, but we also didn't want to get flamed by people online. So I was debate, if I had number one, I was probably going to take Owen Power just so I don't get absolutely shredded. Yeah, I'm ready to get flamed. I'm okay with that. That's okay. His Twitter is at Hockey Circle. <laughs> sure, for all the listeners. Um, no, I like the pick. I, I love Matty Veneers. He's, he's phenomenal. Uh, so I like that one. All right, Jacob, number two, Seattle Kraken. He taken. Now hear me out. That threw an absolute wrench into my plan because I had every intention of taking Veneers with the second overall <laughs> pick for the Kraken. Um, in re- like in reality, if Buffalo does screw that up and go, or I shouldn't say screw it up, but if they do end up taking power, I think Veneers makes a good fit in Seattle. For this one, there's a lot of different directions they can go. I think for <laughs> like for Seattle. For Seattle's case here, uh, I got to pick my guy. I got to pick my guy here. I'm going with Brent Clark. And the reason why I'm going with Brent Clark here is I think when I look at like an expansion franchise, what an expansion franchise is looking to get an exciting offensive defenseman here. He jumps up in the play every chance he can get. He is dynamic. He can run a power play with the best of them. I think he runs the best power play in uh, this draft that's available. Um, I think – there's there's so much run right for this guy. I think he can be an NHL star. And with second overall, I think they're getting good value with that. I think there's a lot of good forwards available in expansion. I don't think he did necessarily. And the forwards aren't going to be ready to go anyways. Neither will Clark uh, for year one. You're more drafting just for down the road. And I think they they get a really, really good player with Brant Clark at number two. No, I like that pick. I like that pick. And, you know, it's a great, you know, first player for Seattle. Not, not a bad way to go. Um, I'm picking here at three for Anaheim and I want to start by saying Anaheim is my absolutely least favorite team in the NHL. (laughs) Hi, John. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. John's favorite team, friend of the podcast. Um, So I was tempted just to absolutely like torch him here and take someone absolutely terrible. Think Shakir Mukamadoulin type, but uh, I won't do that to John. Uh, I'm going to take uh, a guy who I really like, and I think he's a really good fit in Anaheim. And realistically, Anaheim rebuilding team, they could go a bunch of different directions. Mm. They got a really good offensive guy and Trevor Segrist. They got a really good, uh, I think, number one defenseman in Jamie Drysdale. Um, I'm going to take uh, William Eklund here. William Eklund. Uh, I really like him. I think he's just an incredibly – I think he's, he's shifty and he's very, very intelligent. And I think that his uh, – the way he plays the game, I think, would fit really well with Trevor Zegers, a guy who can get him the puck, and he's going to be in the right spaces. So I would love to see that duo work on the ice. So I will take William Ackland, which brings us to Noah at four. Gentlemen, do we have a Bo Callahan situation on our hands? Like, I'm not sure what's going on. <laughs> do you guys know something I don't? Um, this is actually reminding me of the Seth Jones draft. Um I mean, as the Devils, if, if he falls this far, I think you have to go for him. Uh, just a solid guy who can come in and help immediately. God knows the Devils need something. 
Um, Jack Hughes is obviously not enough for them. So I'm going to go with Owen Power, just the safest pick for them at this point of the draft. Huge guy, proven to like be able to play against the world's best. He showed it at the World Championship. Um, I think that if he falls this far, it has to go to the Devils. Yeah, like I don't think he actually. Like, I, don't, I doubt he falls this far, but mm-hmm. I really, I really like the fit there in New Jersey actually for a player like Power, because like he's a big guy. I don't necessarily see him as like a power play quarterback. And if you're New Jersey, you have Ty Smith, but like can Owen Power be a big kind of two way defenseman for you? I think yeah, probably. And it, it kind of sets them up for for a huge like defensive depth i mean they they have a lot of guys on there i think that i mean kevin ball hopefully will be yeah like imagine a kevin well he played this year but imagine yeah i watched regular uh he he got in games at the end of the year okay good but like can you imagine a pairing of kevin ball and owen power (laughs) with shakir mcamadoulin right behind them and yeah, you follow that up with the Shakir Mukamadoulin and Ty Smith. And just when you think it's done, the third pairing comes out and it's P.K. Subban and Will Butcher. Disgusting. Uh. <laughs> All right. Um, anyways. Um, yeah, Felix 5, Columbus. <laughs> it's, it's funny because um, I get my number one and my number two guy here. Um, I think Luke Hughes. Uh, he's number two on my list. And it would be very interesting to see if both Power and Luke were available at four. I don't think it's going to happen. But would the Devils be influenced to pick, you know, Jack's brother? Probably. Who knows? But probably, yeah. So I think Luke's a great fit, especially considering that uh, Jones potentially will get traded or most likely will get traded. So Might even and, be at the draft. And they already have a Michigan alum in Zach Wierenski, and I think it's working well for them so far. Just, uh, you know, the team wasn't good this year. Stuff happens. So, yeah, Luke's my guy. Um, two brothers in the NHL, both are really, really good. Um, hopefully, you can be the third and follow within those footsteps. For sure, for sure. No, I, I, I like. It. I mean, I knew, I knew you were gonna take Luke Hughes here because I know that's your guy. So that mm-hmm. was like that was automatic. Yeah, um, pretty obvious. But all right, Jacob, uh, six Detroit. I'm going to go with the most on-brand, predictable pick. For the Detroit Red Wings here, and I'm going to take Jesper Wallstead. Go fuck yourself. It seems <laughs> it seems to be very consensus that Wallstead will be going here. Mind, like I say, very consensus. We act as if the 2021 draft is anything but, uh, or I mean, like it is just a disaster. It uh, it could go any different direction. I know Detroit sent out all their smoke screens. Everyone thought they were taking Perfetti at four, and then it just went with Lucas Raymond, which is like the right pick in that case, but. Um, it could very well go any other direction, but I think Jesper Wallstead fits the bill for what Detroit needs in this moment. I think they've got a lot of uh, up and coming stuff, up and coming prospects, both forward and defensively, like Mo Sider. I'm still waiting personally for Philip Zadina to fill my net with pucks as a Sens fan, hasn't happened yet, but you got to think it's coming soon, yeah. But like lots, lots of guys to be excited about through the Red, Red Wings prospect pool, but I think Jesper Wallstead just rounds it out really well. I will be completely honest. There is a very good chance that in this draft, Jesper Wallstead turns out to be the best player. He is an incredible, it's, I'm not saying it's a guarantee, but is very, very much on the table to look at his numbers of what he produced in the SHL, but not just like, not just his numbers, just the actual way he plays. This is an NHL ready goalie. Yeah. He is, a, he plays a very mature game. He moves like he moves quick. He's dynamic. He's not massive, but he's still not small. He's six, three. So it's a good height for a goalie. He's still quick. He's um, heavy. Yeah, it's, it's he's two fourteen. He's a yeah. big goalie. thick boy. Yeah, 
No, he did, like he's what I mean by NHL. Like he's a mature player. Like he's really mature for his age. Uh, you, I've watched him develop over the past year, and you see the improvement every time he hits the ice. I think this guy could really end up being the like in a draft with a bunch of uncertainty. Wallstead provides the most amount of certainty, in my opinion, that you could ask for out of here. Which is, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking you're getting an NHL starter at the late, at the lowest if not anything more than that. Yeah, like, for me, like, I have I have yes for all said, like, really high on, like, my personal list. And for me, it's, like, the only way I'm, like, because goalies are really hard to project and predict. The only way I'm taking one is, if like, in the first round is if I think that they are absolutely going to be, like, a number one, like, a top ten goalie in the league once they're developed. And if they are, like, I think yes for Wallstead will be, then – I see a whole lot more value in drafting a guy like that than a guy who might just project to be like a second line winger. Well, they always talk about like, but with goaltenders, they're like, oh, well, like you can always find goaltenders is what be, like, a lot of people have the mentality of like, you can, you can get them in free agency all the time. You don't have to pay them a lot. You don't need to do that. Like do that. But you look at what the actual, um, like what the result is and look at what the conference final is right now. Three goals. Yeah, first round price. First, Flurry, round. first overall. Jacob, I think you cut out. Well, anyway, that Jacob, was a good take from him. Yeah, good take. I assume he was going to end strong there with something really intelligent, but we'll never know for sure. Mm, who knows? Um, I'm back. I'm back. Uh, okay. right. But yeah, no, basically, all I was saying there was um, like it's three goalies inside that were drafted inside the first round and are arguably at the top of the league. In terms, like they're all about top five goalies yeah. in this league. So it's like you can't really say that like goaltending doesn't get you places. Vasilevsky single-handedly stole that series against Florida. You heard it here first. True. That, like, Carey Price was unbelievable, or has been unbelievable this entire playoffs. Fleury's been good with the exception of Robin Leonard's to go, but, like, Fleury's been good with the exception of one unlucky puck handling error. Yeah, but, which ha- it could happen to yeah. anyone. Oh, it could happen to anyone. It just happened at could the happen. Yeah. Time. Well, yeah, I mean, could be worse. Could happen at the World Juniors in the gold medal game. <laughs> That sounds that's crazy. It's almost like that happened. Yeah, never forget. But yeah, right. no, that's my. I, I think there's value 100 percent to taking taking a goalie in the first round. You just like, and I think Wallstead fits every bill. Yeah. All right. Well, that leaves me now at what is this? Pick seven. Pick yeah, seven. San Jose, another California team. Sick. Sick. Love that. Good um, I'm looking at San Jose. I mean, San Jose has a tragic prospect pool. So I really don't think you could go wrong here <laughs> unless you picked Corson Coolman's. But uh, for me, like if I'm San Jose and I'm looking at the roster and what, what they have in some of their younger-ish players, I think they just need a bit more skill. Like they have some big bodies in Meyer and Hurdle. Logan Couture is captain, I guess. He's fine. It's kind of slow, not very good. Um, so I'm going to take Kent Johnson here. Mm. Uh, just center from Michigan, so third Michigan player selected. I like him on the wing. Fourth, fourth Michigan player selected. What? No. Is it not the fourth Michigan? Luke, Luke, Luke Hughes Luke is, is going. Yeah, he's going. Oh, he's, he's not Michigan. going. Yeah, no, he's, he's going. Next no, he's going. But well, he that, that, that counts. That counts. That counts. He committed. Yeah. It counts. Yeah, but it's yeah. like, where did you? No, it's where did you play in your draft? It does not count. Oh, Whatever. Whatever. So I'm I'm taking I'm taking Ken Johnson here. I I know some people who don't like him. 
Uh, they think, you know, I think everyone agrees he's very, very skilled. Uh, there's some debate as to how effective all the skilled stuff he is does. At the end of the day, guy's electric, doesn't matter. San Jose, make it happen, make it exciting, put a good product on the ice, have fun. Uh, so I'm going with him there. Oh, KJ's unreal. Yeah. He's, I, he gets so much hype, like so much hate for no reason. They're like, oh, he's too flashy. It's like, no, it's just like people not liking the fact that he's incredibly talented. And like, <laughs> like I, I, and like, no, he's not the fastest player on the ice, but like, he doesn't have to be. No, he's what? effective. He's agile. Like, I don't know why people hate on him. The amount that people do. Yeah, I think he gets maybe a bit too much hate, but. You know, it is what it is. Uh, next up, Noah, uh, who you taking here? You are picking eighth for the Los Angeles Kings. Very deep prospect pool. A lot of good players. They got Quinton Byfield last year. They took Turcotte the year before. Bust. Um, so who you taking here? Yeah, super interesting. I would have if, – if I'm L.A. and Wallstead's still available here at eight, that's – Probably my go-to. Unfortunately, Jacob had to swoop in early. Yeah. <laughs> um, that being said, I I think that the Kings have an awesome forward group in terms of prospects. I'm gonna go D here. Gonna go with a huge guy again. Um, has mm. to be Simon Edvinson. Um, you know, coming coming out of Sweden, I think he's massive body can really kind of be just that solid presence on the blue line that the Kings are going to need going into the future because, I mean, Drew Doughty is not going to stay at his Olympic level shape forever. So. Some might say, ah, that's, that's up for debate. <laughs> Some might even say debate. that ship has long sailed. <laughs> Some might say, not me. Uh, so, yeah, Simon Edvinson, honestly, you guys make it easy at this point. I, I think that's that's an easy pick for, for L.A. here at 8. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll move on to 9. We're back up with Felix going yeah, over no. to Vancouver. The Vancouver Canucks, one of Felix's all-time favorite teams, maybe. <laughs> yeah, uh, they're up there. They're up there for sure. I well, you have a Quinn Hughes jersey, right? Uh, exactly. I mean, you have a lot of jerseys. So, yeah, sure. Yeah, it's great. Um, right. Simon was my pick, but great pick by Noah. I think it makes a lot of sense at eight. It would make a lot of sense at nine. Now we kind of get to a place where I think there's four D that could go top 10 and they are all gone. And then my next D available is kind of like late teens. So I think you got, you have to go forward here if you're the Vancouver Canucks and I'm going to have to go with Dylan Gunther here. Um, I think he's the most skilled of the available forward Two point per game this year in the WHL. Yes, you could argue it was a weak year for for the W, but no. I think he has the skills. I think he could be a top six forward in the NHL, and uh, you can never get too much. You need some goals, and I think the Canucks needed a lot of things because they were pretty weak this year. Um, so yeah, he's my pick at nine. Yeah, I think that's an easy pick and a great mm-hmm. pick, considering that if you can get one of those four Ds. If you're Vancouver, I think that's a no-brainer. But you kind of you're, you're kind of caught scrambling if they're not available. And I think if, if Dylan Gunther's still available there, that's great. Yeah, that's uh, a good pick yeah. if he's there. Yeah, I like that. He's a good player. 
Oh, that's funny. Jacob, you get to pick for your sins. <laughs> oh, Jacob, it worked out well. Don't fuck this one up. <laughs> yeah, don't fuck this up. Oh, with this one, I have to be taken. Course and Coolman's. No, no, not happening. <laughs> not happening. Course and Coolman's outside the first round. Now, oh, I don't my, know about that. With my real uh, pick. You see, this is an interesting one. Also, I love that I'm picking for Ottawa here. Um, that worked out really well. Yeah, like I, I know exactly what direction we need to go here. This is an interesting one though, because my my guy, obviously, that I've had my eye on here is Mason McTavish, but. Um, because he's fallen, and I think this is a sneaky one, I think he fits really well into this lineup. I'm going to go with Fabian Lysel. And the reason why I'm going to go with him, number one, it somewhat fits a team need. I know you're not – I'm not drafting for team need here. I'm drafting who I think is BPA. In this case, I have Lysel at five on my list. Um, I It fits a need. We do need some depth on the right wing. We only really have Batherson. Florida legend Evgeny Dadnov is also around, but uh, in terms of like the high end skill guys that uh, that we need to contribute inside the top six, we already have a pretty good prospect pool. So I'm looking to just add as much skill as possible with this pick. And to me, Fabian Lysel is the best player on the board. He arguably has some of the best actual puck skill in the draft. Uh, he is incredible when the puck is on his stick. Obviously, there are some concerns when the puck is not on his stick, uh, but that's what you get with high, like some high-end players. Same thing happens with Timmy. Like uh, with Stutz, it's the same kind of deal. Um, I, I just think he is electric. And at this part of the draft, like with 10th overall, we can go in the direction of McTavish, get a little bit more of a well-rounded player. It's cool. But for me, I want the high-end skill. We have guys like mctavish we have some we have some size we who, have on some the, who on the senators would you compare to mctavish uh, he's like a <laughs> i don't know he's like a poor man's brady kachuk <laughs> he's, no he's not quite he's not he's more skilled than kachuk it's like uh he's some sort of hybrid between like kachuk and josh norris like, like, just kind of like, he's, I don't That's a stupid question. That's the reply I was expecting. <laughs> you set it up like you were just a team full of like 12 Mason McTavishes. Oh, he's a, no, it's just, he's a normal, like, he, he's a more mature player. So he fits, he would fit in quicker with the team. He plays physical hockey. He does like, like he fits with the brand of hockey that the Sens want to play. But I think Lysel adds that much, like that element of skill. One could say, He's Nikita Kucherov. Ooh. Or there's a later Nikita Kucherov. I feel like coming. I'm going to hear this name a couple of times. Oh, are we going to hear Nikita there's, Kucherov? There's, there's, the, there's a couple of players that kind of remind me of Kucherov. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> I guess we'll find out later. But yeah, that's my uh, that's my thing. I'm going with Lysol attack. No, I like that. I, I think I think he'd yeah. be pretty happy if he was there for Ottawa. Like that's that's a really good pick. It's a good pick. All right, top ten over. Justin, back to you at eleven with the Blackhawks. Well, see, this is a tricky one here because I look at the Blackhawks and their team and their prospect system. And I don't like it, but it seems like they can maybe use another defenseman, another pretty good defenseman. There really isn't one in this range. And I don't feel like reaching for Carson Lambos because that just isn't a guy you reach on. No disrespect. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) It's major disrespect implied. Well, if he's listening, come on (laughs) a pod next time. Um, (laughs) No, I'm going to go with... uh, I'm going to go with Mason McTavish <laughs> because, you know, Chicago, they, they got, they got some good skill. Kane's still around for another few couple of years here. 
Uh, Alex Debrinkat's coming off a monster year. To me, Mason McTavish, he's got some skill. Um, he's big. He's physical. To me, he's just like an absolute gamer. Like he's never going to drive a line, but he, he seems like a guy who, when he's on his game, like he's just an absolute force out there and a huge problem for a lot of teams. Uh, if I'm Chicago, uh, I think that's the kind of guy I want on my team, especially as you kind of transition away from the old era to, you know, your new younger players. Uh and I'm just a huge fan of Mason McTavish. I mean, the guy, you just look at the guy and you're like, this guy just looks like a 30-goal machine. And that, that's, that's all I need to hear. So I'm, I'm going with Mason McTavish, which brings us I now like it. to my like forfeited pick. No, you can, you can have a real pick. I can have a real pick. I debated it. It was going to depend. If, if Barker got it, I was going to make him forfeit the pick. But <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. You can pick for... Our Calgary Flames. Yes. Calgary Flames. Last year, they took uh, Connor's area in the first round. Didn't like that pick. Just fun fact. Why not? Because I've watched Connor's area play hockey. Next question. (sighs) Enough said. (laughs) Enough said. All right. So, no, who are you taking here for the Flames? I, I, you know, after the top 10, it always like opens up massively. And I think. I think this draft opened up after like one. I mean, it opens up at one, I would say. Yeah, this, <laughs> this draft is open from start. There's no, but no, I see what you mean. No, the, the no, I feel like really... after, after LA or maybe after Vancouver, it kind of really opens up. And at this point, it's Calgary is another one who I think does not have a strong prospect pool and needs to really improve on that. Um, you know, they, they did decent. They got Jacob Peltier last year. Two years ago. Uh, at the draft or two years ago, and then last year was... Connor's area. Connor's area. So, well, I mean, great, yeah. they're, they're starting to build up. Obviously, I'm, I think you have no choice but to go best player available at this point. Um, and it depends on, on your definition of best available at this point. But um, I'm going to go with... This is tough, but I'm going to go with Fyodor Svechkov. Uh, I love that pick. <laughs> wow. Okay. I love that pick. Um, you know, I think that at this point, if you're Calgary, you're just trying to kind of build up your prospect pool. Uh, you know, highly skilled guy. He can play winger. He can also play center, but not a small guy either. He just, just above six feet, um, decently heavy, but uh, he, he can score goals and he, he's a good playmaker. So I I'm, I'm going to go with him. Uh, I just kind of, you know, throw, throwing him in the ring at this point. Um, and should be interesting to see, see how he does. And I know he's slated to play in the KHL next year. So um, going to be interesting to see how he adapts to that game as well. Yeah, I know. It's I, like it. I like it. I like it. I was a bit lower on Svechkov. To me, he's kind of like a poor man's, you know, Mason McTavish, but <laughs> no, I, I, I like the pick though. No, I love I love Svechkov. He's I, he's slated as the best defensive forward in the NHL, which, or in the in this draft, which in the NHL eventually, you know. Uh, but I mean, well, well maybe everyone's behind interp- Anton Wendell. Yeah, well, everyone's just... everyone's interpretation of the best defensive forward is a little bit different. Like some people are like, okay, that just means he can't score. But I think I think there's a lot of value to guys like that, and for Calgary, like. I think he has a little bit more to him, but yeah, he's complete. That'd, that'd be an interesting pick for Calgary for sure. 
I don't think Calgary drafts Russians very often. No, but I don't, it's I don't a good think, pick. Yeah. No, it's a good yeah. pick. I'm just like, I'm looking like they draft, they draft some Russians late, but Russians who play in North America, except for this one guy. Yeah, I guess that's always the one concern when you pick players that play in the MHL or the KHL is when are they available to not only be NHL ready, but to come. Uh, to actually come over. Like we saw how long it took Kaprizov to come over. Exactly. That's so always back. something you got to keep yeah, in mind. Yeah, worth the wait for sure. <laughs> worth it for that one Calder-worthy season. Yeah. But I, I like the pick. Yeah, you just look at how valuable is Dano right now in the playoff, you know, so who knows? I'd take Phil Dano at 12th overall. <laughs> Calgary. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I, so, I think no, realistically though, Philippe Dino is like Svechkov's like low end for me. Like I, I think this guy has some has some up end. Like, like or has some high end uh, yeah, he, to him. He just kind of had a tough time adapting his offensive game in the VHL, which was kind of tough, but there's definitely that upside that we saw glimpses of before. Yeah, and I mean, like, you get, like, a guy who's, like, pretty raw and has shown you, like, good flashes. I think you're, you're pretty happy with that. Uh, so, I like the pick. Uh, now we're up with Felix picking for the Philadelphia Flyers. Now careful. They're a pretty, you know, aggressive fan base, so don't, don't – Yeah, so I had – um in this range, I had a couple of teams that I would be okay doing this for. So, uh, I'm going to take a follower here. I'm going to pick Aturati. Um Nice. Nice. Just because I think I had Philly Rangers as teams that are deep enough that could take the gamble, if you will. And you can make the argument that last year was, was rough for everyone. You don't count and know the, the, the COVID-related issues maybe you had or something like that. So when I saw the upside in him, especially when we did, and he was a top five pick in September of, of 2020, right? Um, so I like the upside. I still believe in the upside. Could be a bit more tricky, but if I'm the Flyers at 13, I just take the gamble. Yeah, like he's fallen so much from like where he started like a couple years ago, and I think like I agree. Like I think it's just been like he's been hammered down like too much. Like I really don't think he's as bad as a lot of people are making him out to be. I like the pick there. I really thought I thought about him a couple picks earlier, but then Mason McTavish. Yeah, you can't pass on Mason. You, right? I already passed one. <laughs> I couldn't do it again. Uh, no, I, I like that pick. That's solid. Uh, Barker, Dallas. Now listen, I'm going to reach with the Dallas pick because okay. not only do Dallas have a tendency to reach in the past, but I think this reach is very much worth it. And I know you will all be in on it too. Justin knows who I'm taking. I I'm taking it. Brennan Hoffman with the, with the Dallas pick. You know, no, 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 hear me up. It is 100% worth it for the Dallas Stars here and I, I think the, and I think the fit the fit is absolutely perfect in Dallas when I look at what Brendan Othman brings to the game who he's going to be able to play behind to start with and then actually learn from this guy would excel in a Dallas Stars uniform he is a tenacious forward I really like if Ottawa wasn't picking at 10 I would want him he would fit in exactly with our team He's going to be so annoying to play against at the next level. Uh, he's tenacious. He is always going after the puck. He is one of the smartest players I've ever met. We did a we did a game film session with him with Dauber, and he I think I mentioned it last episode. But he is so detail oriented in his thinking. He is always thinking hockey. He knows the game so well. I think he is an absolute home run. Like it looks like a reach on paper. 
it's not to be fair. It's not like really a reach. Like we're talking like mm. Dallas is picking at 15 with you if you count for the Arizona pick. Most people have Offman like low twenties. Some some of them have high teens. It's not like a huge reach to be fair. But I think when I look at like the Dallas brand, what they have going for them right now and what they're looking to build into the future, I think Brennan Offman makes an absolute ton of sense in a Stars uniform. Well, and Brennan Offman, he plays for he played for the Flint Firebirds, which is where you'd remember the Dallas Stars reached on Ty Delandrea a couple of years ago. I didn't even think of that. That is a weird coincidence that happened. Well, that's just you know, just got to do the homework. I'm actually, I'm actually really mad you did that. And I knew you were going to do it too. I knew you were going to take him. And I debated taking him with my last team with Chicago, but I was like, fuck, taking him over McTavish just makes no sense. Yeah. Right, right before your pick at 15 too. That's brutal. I knew it was as soon as I saw the draft order. (laughs) Brutal. I'm I'm, I'm ready to have my heart broken. Even though. All right. So after this uh, disappointment, who do you take at 15 here? Well, if you know, so I'm the Rangers here, right? If I'm at the mm-hmm. draft, I'm probably calling a timeout because my guy just got taken and I'm scrambling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably like, oh, what, what do we what do? we do? Rangers are really interesting because they, they're pretty well-rounded and they have a lot of good young players at a lot of positions. Like, I, I, I mean, Adam Fox, one of the best defensemen in the league already. Condre Miller, I really, really like his game. Uh, Jacob Chuba is there. He's older, but he's fine. Right, obviously, everyone knows about their goalies with uh, Gorgiev and Shostakovich uh, up front. Obviously, Lafreniere, Kako. So I don't think like I think if you're the Rangers, you're probably just going to go best player available. Um, which I mean, there's there's a lot of a lot of ways you could go. Uh, I think I'm going to go with Isaac Rosen uh, from Sweden. Uh, just because I, I really like his game. Like, there's, I've seen him play different kind of stages throughout the years. And there was maybe some consistency things where he wasn't always there. But when he's on his game, I think he's just an absolutely terrific player. And I think he, he brings something that I don't think the Rangers have enough of in, in just the skill and ability. So I like him uh, for the Rangers there. I thought it was really interesting when ISS came out with their final rankings for the 2021 draft that uh, Rosen wasn't projected going in the first round. And uh, I've seen him play in person. He's so good. He's got a monster wrist shot for his size. Uh, I think that's a great pick. I think it's a bit of a reach, but I was ready to make that reach with the next pick. So I can't, I can't blame you. Um, I think that's a great pick. I, I, Honestly, I think he's a fantastic player. Yeah, I, I just think, like, he's got – so like, I think he's just a – like, in this range, I think he's probably one of the more skilled players left on the board. And I think if you're the Rangers, like, I don't know how much skill, like, Capo Caco gives you, like, the dynamism. I think there's just something that he can bring that they're missing, and I think he'd fit in really well there. They got some other Swedish players there, make him feel comfortable, come in with Nils Lundqvist maybe. Who knows? Uh, yeah, so I, I had to go Rosen there. Uh, but I'm curious who you got now next, Noah. I, I'm going to go skilled player again. I'm not really sure, like, who to pick. Just there's so much available. Oh, you're picking and... for St. Louis, by the way, for the listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's so much available. I feel like St. Louis has got a decent decor at the moment that I wouldn't be too worried about that. And the, the, the Ds available are just not 
like um savory enough to pick at this point in the draft so i'm i'm just going to kind of keep it safe go with the who i think is probably the most skilled player available and that's nikita chibikov um captain russia at the world junior 18s i had an unbelievable tournament uh finished top 3 in scoring i well, like points uh i think i could be wrong on that but i know he was up there uh and i think that's a great pick uh, for for St. Louis and just a solid guy who has already gotten a couple K, uh, some KHL experience in him, which I think is impressive. No, it's a solid pick. I like Chibrikov. I like what he brings. Uh, I, I like him too. I, I like less the fact that he's gonna play for SKA, and they have money, so they could wanna they could you know push him to stay around. But I, I have him quite high as well. Yeah, on ability alone, he's got to be high, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's got to be high. So It's he, just maybe some concerns about could you get him over. Yeah, but I think it's worth the, the gamble at 16. It's definitely a Oh, yeah, a, especially a in pick. a draft like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just go for it. It, it could be the first uh, Nikita Kucherov comparison here, or the second, should I say. <laughs> well, Parker forgot to compare <laughs> Brennan Hoffman to Nikita Kucherov, but that's okay. Oh, it could be a third then. Oh, my God. Well, I, I, could, I probably could have done the same with Rosen, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, uh, Felix, you're up here. We got okay. You're picking for the Winnipeg Jets. Winnipeg Jets, and fresh I... off a sweep at the hands of your Montreal Canadiens. Exactly, and um, this is going to be my spicy pick. And the reason I have to do this is my next two pick uh, are for the same team, which is the Minnesota Wild. We'll get to that later. Ooh. And they they don't need the guy I want, and therefore, if I want to drop this guy, it has to be a seventeen. But honestly, here's my explanation. I think the Jets lack a true number one power play specialist. And well, who they, better? They got Neil Pionk. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Neil Pionk, for the better part of all year, was playing on PP2. It was no, Josh Morrissey that's on PP2. That's depth. Look how deep they are. So the they are, no, they're already no, struggling. They, no, those both guys, both those guys are like, not no, right. Felix, I know, I know which way you're going. Fine. We'll just hand them to Neil Chaika. Like, all right. All right. You <laughs> twist my arm. I know exactly who it is. <laughs> my pick at 17 is Scott Morrow. Um, wow. I think, I think he's a gem. I think he's the best. Uh, okay. Not the best, but I think his offensive upside is quite high. I love the route he's going to take. It's going to take at the very least two years in UMass for him to get his game going, but who did that in UMass? You know, a guy you may know as Kale McCarr. You know, just pointed out there. You heard, uh, it here first. Good. you heard it here first. Felix has just confirmed that Scott Morrow is the next Kale McCarr. There's no other comparison. I, I, I wouldn't go as that, but, you know, a lot of guys took two years in the NCAA. Adam Fox is another guy that played three years in the NCAA and got his game to another level. So, like I said before, I like this route. I like the raw talent. It's a good frame on the kid. and he's But, gonna but be he is elite. coming from the AJHL, which... Jacob Barker has noted as being a garbage league filled with garbage players who are not very good. Quote. Well, you know, it's it's a quote from you know from Barker. So do that with what you will. Um, this is too ruthless. <laughs> no, 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 Scott Morrow is not. Oh, I was thinking of Corson Coolman. Yeah, I was like Scott Morrow is not coming from the AJ. No, he's coming from uh, shout no, the he high school from, uh, league, Saint Marie's, which is a good yeah, high man, school. I like that. It's good high. Um, oh, great high school. So well, yeah, uh, I like the route. I like Scott Morrow, and he's my pick here at, at uh, seventeen. A reach for sure. But then again, in this range, I like it. Yeah, it's not even really that much of a reach, I don't think. Like, I like, I think we not all really like Scott Morrow. So yeah, it's not that much of a reach. All right, Jacob. Big. Pick. I'll be honest. I didn't think 
this guy was going to fall that much. And I think we, we, totally for, we totally forgot about him. I've been thinking about him for like yeah. five weeks. I, I, exactly yeah. I, I think you guys are thinking about him too. I don't know we what we're going, forgot. but I think, I think this makes sense for Nashville. If he's going to fall this much, why are we not taking Chaz Lucas? Yeah. And like, he's 11 on my list, but I had to pick my guy. I, I was looking through, I'm like, I, I was looking through after I picked Othman. I'm like, I probably could have picked Lucius there. And then I was like, uh, I'm like, I doubt Lucius is around. I heard Rosen go. I'm like, I, he's, the forward crop's starting to go. And then I, I, heard, I knew Felix was going to pick Scott, Scott Morrow there. So I waited to see what Noah was taking. And when Noah took Chipperkov, and I was like, okay, uh, Chaz Lucius is absolutely legit. Mm-hmm. This guy's a baller. The only issue that has confronted him in the past, and it's what's kept him out of most people's like, top 10, top 15 in a lot of cases, has just been his injury concerns. Like we haven't had a huge sample size, similar to like what we got of Hendrix Lapierre last year. Uh, same, same kind of deal. Like you know the skill is there. It's just like how healthy is this guy? Not quite to the extent of Lapierre. So Lapierre obviously has like concussion issues, which is a legitimate concern. But um, Lucius has just been uh, various injuries throughout this year. But when you watch this guy play, he is absolutely electric. Then like looking at where Nashville is right now, if you're at 18 and you grab this guy, that is unreal i mean oh, theo's in my ear i yeah. don't know if you can hear him but <laughs> oh we can hear him yeah yeah oh, there's oh, like all, there's like yeah our cat uh yeah, shout out theo uh yeah. the cat just wandering around um yeah we i i totally i remembered like six picks ago that we like had forgot about Chaz lucius which is yeah like, that's criminal from us but hey we'll we'll take really it that, at the end of the day, like, I guess it's not like that far in his range. And there's always going to be a faller on draft day. So it's not huge, but and, and, and he would be the type of guy to fall with the injuries. Yeah. Yep. And like for, yep. for the Preds here, I think I'd be very happy if I was a Predator and I see Chaz Lucius there. And I think that's a really good player to grab at this stage of the draft. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I like that pick. I agree. Uh, I like the call. Wow. All right. See this, Justin. This is crazy. I get to pick for you know my second team, the Edmonton Oilers. Um, people are gonna think this is a range, but it's not really not. No, we we actually actually I actually did randomize it. Um, it just worked out this way that we're all getting uh, some nice teams here. Uh, Edmonton. Uh, actually, I don't think this guy's gonna be here at this range, but he is, so I will take him. Ideally, I would take Brandon Offman in this pick. Mm-hmm. Ideally, he's still around, but Barker's an asshole, so no. Um, which leads me to take another guy who I think is a pretty good fit in Edmonton, uh, playing. I think he, he plays center wing, but I think he ends up on the wing more. And I'm going to take Cole Sillinger. Yeah, I like it. Great pick. Because A, I don't know why he's still on the board. B, um, I think his biggest assets are his shot and his uh, ability to be strong on the puck. It's really hard to knock off the puck, really good in possession. And I think you play a guy like that with some of the, the high-end uh, centers they got there in Edmonton, I really like that fit. I think he complements their kind of top six group really, really well. It's probably a couple years away. Um, but for, for me, I, I think that's a, that, that'd be a pretty good pick for them there. So I'm pretty pretty happy with that one uh which brings us to noah now picking for the boston bruins everyone's favorite team yeah i'm also happy about uh you picking uh him with the oilers pick because i i thought you were gonna pick my guy 
Honestly, I'm not sure why he's fallen this far either, but I'm going to go with Matt Coronado. Ooh. Wing, um, committed to Harvard next year. This guy has been playing in the USHL for two years and is ab- absolutely lighting it up. Like, you look at his, like, stats this past season with the Chicago Steel. Honestly, I I think there might be a mistake online because it's it's absurd he had 48 goals in 51 games just crazy numbers i think that the the offensive upside here is just too good to pass up if, if he's still available late this late in the draft so I, I for me that's that's an easy easy pick so matt coronado to the boston bruins yeah he's, he's an interesting one where like i, I kind of like matt coronado but i've seen like some people that are very high on him and some people that are very low on him so it's like it's i found mm-hmm. it tough to get a read on where he might end up going um but i i imagine it's probably somewhere in this range maybe a bit higher i think it's a good pick big fan yeah he's definitely a first round talent for sure there's no doubt there yeah yeah 100 all right so um my first of two pick uh, two picks here <laughs> with the wild, just funny. Um, so at twenty-one here, um, we get into the, I believe the the part of the draft where you draft based on on organizational needs and what's what's available. And if a guy falls, you're happy. Um, I, I'm gonna take Simon Robertson here at, at twenty-one. Okay. Uh, big fan of his shot, and in the event that Kirill doesn't leave the team for the KHL. I could see those two guys working well together in the foreseeable future. I like his shot a lot, like I said. And, you know, when you have a guy like Kaprizov fitting me to puck, I, I could see the upside of him maybe playing some top six minutes if his game um, comes together. A risky pick for sure, but his shot is one of the best in this, in this draft class, in my opinion. So he's, he's my guy at, at 21. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I like the fit there with Minnesota. I think it's a good pick. But Minnesota has had some questionable picks in recent history some questionable first rounders i agree so they might just go with like corson coolman's or someone not that exciting yeah well he's probably going to be my next pick at 25 but let's not swear if he's on the board at 25 (laughs) i swear corson coolman's is going to listen to this episode and just like be so upset that we just like absolutely flamed him the entire time to be quite honest i actually quite like him to be honest i actually think he's like pretty good but i didn't want to get flamed by anyone so i'm just not even going to bring him up i mean he's in my top 31 i'll be honest yeah i I have him there for sure too oh he's just outside for me all right, decided he's not getting in the 30s. But, Barker, yeah. here's your chance if you want 22. Good spot. Some Red Wings again. Now, I already drafted for the Red Wings, and I took Jesper Wallstead. This is so true. for me. You feel like when, when there's multiple picks in a round, like you feel like they're going to screw up one of them. You'd think, right? But I don't know exactly how I would want to go about this pick for the Red Wings. Like You have your guys that you like, it, it really is a tough pick. Um, I'm going to go with a safer pick here and just go with someone that I think is just going to be like a good contributor in the NHL. Like, like he's, he still has some upside, but I know what you're I feel thinking. like in this range, it just feels like meh to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go with Oscar Alausen for this oh, pick. Well, I, I think he, it. He has he's been able to fill every role that's been required of him up to this point, which is good. I 
I don't know. I mean, mind you, like once you get into this range, you lose a lot of like the high end skill, like the flashiness, like that stuff like that. So like, it's a little too much to ask. Yeah, your Brennan Offmans are off the board. Yeah, like all your Brennan Offmans are gone. So like you're looking at like your guys that like maybe not as crazy attractive of players, uh, but I think Eliasson can fill any role at the next level. I don't think that he would fall short of the NHL. I think uh, he's going to be in, in a Red Wings jersey if they draft him at, at some point. Just where in the lineup is a little bit of a question mark, but I think his his low end is still like third third line or a good contributor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, he still has a high-end skill. I don't see him as a play driver. I don't think he has uh, quite that ability in his, in his arsenal here, but I think that he could definitely be a really good contributing piece. You toss him on a wing, put him with all of your other – like the, the Red Wings do have some great prospect depth, so I'm not really worried about that for them. At this point, it's more just adding like more pieces that you like, and I think Eliasson fits the bill for them. Yeah, yeah, no, I think it'd be a good pick for Detroit. Like, and you know, he's Swedish; it's their thing. Yeah, no, I he's like Finnish, isn't he? Is he Oscar Eliasson? He probably is, isn't he? Wait, what? what? He's Swedish. No, he's he is Swedish. Swedish. Who am Why I thinking would you of play as... in the SHL if you're from Finland? Well, I'm trying to think who is Finnish <laughs> that I'm thinking of in this range. Oh, Tuomala. That's who I was thinking of in this yeah. range. My well, yeah. I was just thinking because like anything that ends in like sun is like almost all. Yeah. I don't know why I thought he was he was Finnish for that. I think I, I was thinking of Tuomala. That was what it was. But no, I'll allow him still to pick. Yeah. Mm. Perfect. Now, would you look at that? At 23, the one and only Justin Bedford picking for the best team in the National Hockey League, the Florida Panthers. Now, Justin, don't fuck this up. Well, so here's, here's what I'm thinking, right? Here's what I'm thinking. So I'm going to start right before I fuck it up. But <laughs> in previous episodes, we've, we talked a lot about, like, Daniel Chaika and, like, Corson Kuhlmans and Carson Lambos, right? And so since we've already talked about those guys, I just don't think it would be right for me to pick them here. Um just because we've already talked at length about them. So I'm sure most people are, are kind of tired of that by now. Um, there's two, maybe three players I'm, I'm, I like in this spot for the Panthers. So I'm going to mention them all and then I'll just land on one of them. I'll just pick a name out of a hat. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one, if they want to, you know, a guy who reminds me of like a prime Keith Yandel, which would be a, uh, Sean Behrens from the USN TDP, five foot ten defenseman. Kind of a, he's okay. I don't know if he's the perfect fit for the Panthers, um, unless you love Keith Yandel. But for me, I think, I think I'm going to go with a Stanislav Svozil here. Okay. The Czech defenseman or Slovakian. Slovakian. I was going to say that sound. It sounded Slovakian. Um, plays in the Czech league, though. Yeah, so I, I, I like his game a lot. No, he's not. He's Czech. I don't, I don't know why I said that. He's from the Czech Republic. I think he's Czech. Does he play in Slovakia? No, he plays in the Czech league. No, well. no, I, I mess up. He is fully Czech. I always get them confused because shout out to my boy Sammy Turpak if he's listening. But for some reason, he covers a lot of the Czech prospects, but he's Slovakian. I get the two mixed up all the time. He's, he's, Swazo is a Czech Republic. Yeah, I, I like Sozo a lot. I know people. some people don't. Um, like, I've heard people say they don't think he's that great offensively or defensively. To me, I just see a really raw defenseman who has some tools that I think are really, really good. 
And I think you throw him into the Panthers system. Uh, I think, I think it's a pretty solid fit because they realistically just need defensemen uh, in their prospect system. If I was going to go forward though, I would absolutely be taking my guy, Logan Stankovin from the Kamloops Blazers. Absolutely carried Connor's area all year. Um, I like him. He's got good energy, but I'll go with Sposal here. For, I respect that. For for our Panthers, which brings us up to Noah. I'm honestly debating if I say fuck it and just say, take the guy that you guys don't want because I've got Columbus coming up. Well, wait, it's Columbus? I thought it was the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, no. Oh, did oh, they no, trade Jacob. their pick away for oh, Nick they, Foligno they in a first round exit? Oh, no, it's good value. Nah. Respect. Nah, it's great. <laughs> it's great value for your third liner. That helps you lose in the first round. It's great value. I, I think you're 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 pretty much just planning for the future here. If you're Columbus, you know you're not going to be competitive for the next year or two, I think. What? Especially, Why not? Especially no. if Seth Jones goes at the draft. Oh, well, um, Seth Jones is a... So, so I'll, I'll take the guy everyone <laughs> has been wanting to take but is not taken because they, they feel they, they don't want to rob everyone of his talent. I'm going to go with your boy, Corson Coleman's. Um, I actually like it. I think it's a. I think it's a good fit for. They Columbus. would take. They I, would I, take Carson Coleman. This I is think a team that drafted sense. like Dylan Hetherington to be like the franchise. I, I honestly think it makes sense. He did decent at the uh, at the under 18s. You know, put up some points. Was a solid presence on the back end, and I, I think that at what is this 23. 24, 24. 24, sorry. I think it's four. This is fantastic value, especially for a team like Columbus that's looking to rebuild in the next few years. Um, it, even if it's not a, an, a complete rebuild, you're, you're getting a guy who's already has the appropriate size for the NHL. So um, I think it's really good value this late in the draft. And he's, he's going to Wisconsin next year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's like a pretty good school. Like yeah. pretty, pretty good at making like NHL players. Who have they yeah. produced recently? Name one player that they've produced that's still playing in the conference final right now. <laughs> you know, Alex Turcotte. Or... <laughs> There's no way Cole Caulfield went to Wisconsin. No one... <laughs> Do you guys know he's really small too? You nah. don't talk about it, but he's like very, very short. People he's never talk about Cole Caulfield's height. I can tell you that for sure. The same height as Noah. I think it was like half an inch taller than him. I still have the picture. Ah, uh, you were in pretty big shoes though. But... I was not. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was in socks too. It doesn't matter. That was not, he was not in stocks. I will make that very clear right now. We were both wearing regular average sold shoes. Yeah. Yeah. No, whatever you say. Yeah. Um, whatever I say. All right. No, I, I like it. Someone, you finally <laughs> pulled the trigger. You did it. <laughs> he had to go. He had to go. He had to. We couldn't, we couldn't yeah. talk about him for like 40 minutes straight and then just pass <laughs> none of us. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it's not All a bad right. take there. Yeah, it's good. So that makes it back to me with the Minnesota Wild for their second pick. And following the logic that I went forward at 21, um, there's just a guy here that at 25 is just like, you got to take a gamble on him. He's another one of those fallers, but Carson Lambeau is here at 25. It it makes a lot of sense. And um, even though, again, one of those guys that did not have a, a great year, let's just say the least, they're just, the skills is there. There's, if you manage to develop him well, it could be a very nice uh, fit within that lineup. 
And I think at 25 is an absolute no brainer. Yeah. That'd be, I think that's really good value at 25. Like as much as like people rip on that guy, like at 25, that's like pretty good. value. Yeah. Like he's still just barely cracking my top 15 just because of upside potential. And I tend to like give a benefit of the doubt for this year alone with all the issues people were facing in COVID alone. So at 25, you can't pass on it. No, it's solid. Yeah, it's really good value there. All right, Barker. Carolina. I got in the Carolina Hurricanes. Now, what kind of player are you getting for the Maniacs? Now, what kind of player do you ask? Now, in the Carolina Hurricanes brand, undersized, highly slept on, highly skilled, the next Sebastian Ajo. Yeah, like that to is- me. Exactly like, the Hurricanes brand. They'll take whoever they like, screw it. Well, to be clear, you have to take a forward here because they said they will not take a defenseman in the first round ever. That is a straight fact. So it's obviously a forward, and I'm looking for the guy that has the most skill and just fit, fits the brand right now. Is it really even like that big of a mystery? It's Logan Stankoven. Like he just screams Carolina Hurricane. Like yeah, just really not, not huge, but just fast, skilled relentless like just fits the exact brand of hurricanes hockey it, it's a no-brainer for me if he's still there for the hurricanes at 26 are we at now 20 technically 27 but i think 26 pick yeah um it's a no-brainer for me to take logan Sankoven. he's legit man like he's not huge don't get me wrong like, he's not big but like th- this guy you watch him he's he has play driving upset at this point you don't look at like, like at this point in the draft, you don't get a ton of guys that can still drive play. Usually you're looking at a guys that are usually going to be contributing factors. He doesn't have to drive play on the Hurricanes lineup. Like they're all gross. But like I look at like this guy, he's going to fit really well inside the top six and put up ridiculous point totals. I can call it now. If he goes to Carolina, he is going to turn into a legit NHLer. That's going to put up really good totals for them. No, it's a solid pick. And I mean, like Carolina, they're a good team already. So who cares? I mean, now, like, cause now we're in like that part of the draft where it's like, we're going through like good teams where they don't really need anything. Like I'm picking now with Colorado and it's like, does it even matter who they pick here? Like, probably not. <laughs> no, like probably it does not really matter. matter in the slightest. Yeah. Realistically, like that's a team in win now mode and mm-hmm. this player is not going to play for them for like three years. So he probably doesn't end up playing a game for the avalanche. They probably trade them away to get some asset at the deadline. Realistically. So, with that sweet intro for myself, I will be taking Zach Dean. (laughs) My guy. Why? Because the guy just, I don't know if you could sense like a common theme with my picks, but it's just guys that just absolutely work hard and hustle and just give her every shift. And that is Zach Dean. Is he the most effective player? No. Is he the most skilled player though? No. Is he the fastest player? Not a chance. (laughs) Is he the best player to take with this pick? No fucking way. But I'm taking him anyways. (laughs) He's relentless, man. Guy's a workhorse. Like, that's the thing. Like, you're Colorado. Like, realistically, your top six is fine. You got, like, Kadri, McKinnon, Rantanen, maybe Landis Gug comes back. Like, you got enough guys that can play in your top six. But don't you just need an absolute menace on your third line? So... (laughs) An yeah, absolute uh, menace to society. And it's not really like a, and it's, 
And it's late in the first round, too, so it's not even a bad pick. No, no, that's a great pick. I love the Zach Dean addition there. All right, which uh, we'll anticipate. We're going 28 now. Uh, I'm okay. going to I'm gonna bank on the fact that the Islanders aren't going to come back tonight and that, I mean, the, the Devils have their pick. So I'm going to assume the Devils are going to pick here. So but... you're assuming – you're assuming Montreal beats Vegas then, as they should. Obviously, yeah. obviously, as they should. Yes. Okay, so you're just gonna yeah, okay. You're picking for the you're picking. Did for Vegas the not finish ahead of the Islanders? They did. Yes, but technically, if Vegas makes a comeback, Montreal would be at 28. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Because like, I'm looking, I'm looking at like mine right now, and it, it projects that it's gonna be Vegas Tampa in the final, which would make this Montreal's pick. But no, why don't but, we just drop for your boy? Let's say Devils. Let's say Devils. I, I'm oh, going to go it? Devils. It's too much okay. pressure to draft for the hometown team. Um, <laughs> plus, I've already drafted for the Devils uh, today, and I feel like it's a good continuation. Um, as I recall, I went B with my first pick. We got Owen Power. Uh, we're going to go forward here. I'm uh, going to go with a big center. I think there's a, a few options here. Uh, but I'm going to go with hometown kid, Zach Bodzik. Um, oh, that's my guy too. He was really good in, in Ramuski. Obviously, there's people who say, oh, he was playing with Lafreniere, which he was, but he wasn't last year, and he still lit up the lamp last year. Um, it was so, in the queue though, right? Yeah. Doesn't count. Hey, the queue is not a development league. I, I swear the queue is better than the WHL. It doesn't even matter. No, I, never yeah. said anything about the WHL. I, I, will, I will concede it is better than the WHL. <laughs> but is it better than the AJHL? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Every it's funny because I, I, I came really close to taking Francesco Pinelli, who actually played mm-hmm. in the Alps HL in Italy, <laughs> which to me uh, is what uh, blows any other league out of the water. So it doesn't even matter. It was in Slovenia, no. Oh, it's in Slovenia? No, they play yeah. in three different countries. This league yeah. plays in Italy, Austria, and Slovenia. Yeah, his his team was Slovenian. I remember that. Oh, he just yeah. crazy. But yeah, <laughs> That's no, as, you gonna... sh- as you should. Yeah, it's a, it's a dope <laughs> development league. I think you've got a tremendous amount of uh, center options here this late in the draft, but I'm going to go with uh, Bodzik, who, who was awesome in Ramuski and uh, – you know, fairly big guy, not the biggest, but he, he's a he's a good playmaker and he can shoot the puck. Yeah. The one like thing it. just to add on here that I really like about his game is he had a rough start uh this year, but he finished, I think, 17 and 10, which is very, very good. And it tells me that he learned to play without, of course, the likes of Lafreniere. So I think he's he, this year was really good for him just to get a bit of an offensive upside to himself alone. So I really like the pick. He was gonna be my guy next, but um good pick here at uh, 28 for the devils yeah that's solid all right so you're up now felix yeah so i'll basically take the other guy that you mentioned quickly because i have him quite you know early 20s and i feel like in vegas um could could work well honestly the only part that i'm not quite sure of is how good is the alps league that we just mentioned um, <laughs> I, don't, I mean it cannot be that good <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I know. So the big the big test will be, I assume he's going to be back in the OHL next year. And this is going to be an interesting part for me, where he can take his game. Did he learn? At least he played, right? At least he played somewhere. And I, I feel like that's good for, you know, just getting staying in shape. But I do feel like he, he could be uh, potentially a third line forward. And I think that 
you draft for a role player here if you're in the late uh, part of this first round. So he's my guy here at 29. Yeah. Oh, you're going? Sorry. Now listen. As part of my like only duties as an OHL scout for dollar, very few do, very few people I need to focus on. Penelope is one of them. I will I will warn all viewers with Penelope. He has legitimate potential at this pick at 29 to be a top 10 talent in this draft when we redraft it in five years, five, 10 years. And the reason being is he is very, very complete. His actual overall game is incredible. The only knock against him that you see at the U18s is he's just not fast. Mm-hmm. Like he struggles to keep, like his pace of play is slower than it should be. But if I am at 29, we're drafting for who do we say it was here? Vegas. Well, technically it would be Vegas. Yeah. If, if I'm Vegas, this is a dangerous pick for the rest of the league. Cause imagine mm-hmm. what they could do with a Pinelli who is incredible. This guy's legit. He has yeah. pretty much like as many tools as you want, with the exception of top speed is pretty much the only tool you're missing with Pinelli. I would not be surprised if he went much higher than this in this draft because he has a ton of tools. He's incredibly smart. A lot of the times when you watched him with Kitchener last year, I looked back at his D minus one a lot and he played a lot on the third line. He played a lot third, second line. Oftentimes he was the best player on the ice when he was there. Like mind you, third line OHLers take it with a, take it with a grain of salt. But uh, as a rookie in the OHL, this guy has legitimate upside that I think should not be slept on. And for Vegas here, that is a legitimate pick that could cause some serious damage. And in, in previous years, we look back and we're like, oh my goodness, we passed on a guy that should not have fallen this far at all. Just because of the skating. It's all because of the skating. But would you say it's like last year with like Tyson Forrester where that was like the huge knock on him? Like people love other elements of his game. Yeah, Tyson Forster was a little more one-dimensional. Like uh, if you even you yeah, toss yeah. up an uh, you toss up a Tyson goal a, a Tyson Forster all goals compilation. It's literally just him ripping slap shot, like ripping one timers on the on the power play. It was pretty no, much like, how he like, he's about, like in terms of like the big knock that like bumps him yeah. down being the skating. Yeah, and, like if you it's, get the skating, like you love what you yeah. love everything else. Skating is crucial, hundred percent. Like it's it's one of the skills that I look for the most, but it's also one that I'm confident in my. If I'm drafting them, I'm confident that I can develop it. Like it's not something that's undevelopable. Like that, that you need to have as an eighteen year old in order to succeed in the NHL. Like it, it can be developed. Um, but yeah, no, I love that pick. Feel I think Vegas walks away with a potential absolute robbery yeah. in this draft. Yeah, I, I was think last year hurt. Last year hurts him a lot, just the lack of exposure. And I think that's why that if you're so bullish on him, Jacob, I think that's why he he dropped so much is he literally did not play last year other than in this Alps HL, which I assume does not get the best scouts out there. Oh, I I watched a few games in the Alps AHL. Let me tell let me tell you, it's it's something. It's it's it's, it's not the worst talk you've ever hockey. seen. It's not the worst talking. I think it's definitely comparable to Comp B and Brock University Intramurals. Oh, okay. No, that's that's, yeah, that's high praise. That's high praise. Yeah. <laughs> no, for 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 viewers, like no, I'm I'm kidding. It's way better than that. But <laughs> it's no, it, it's still a decent league. Obviously, it's a pro league, but like, uh, it's it's not great. <laughs> to be fair. 
I won't lie to you, like with Pinelli, because like I know I knew that was like your guy, and I was really debating taking him right after you took Hoffman, <laughs> even though it was way too high. Just for that like, speech. Just for the, high, but like I wouldn't doubt it if some like if someone took him like whatever. Well, you got to wage like, am I reaching on a guy? But like you got to balance that with like the pettiness of it. Anyway, elite prospects had him ranked seventh. Like I would. There, there's very real. There's a very realistic chance that Penelli ends up going way higher than we think he is. Well, that's the thing. Like this draft's all over the place, right? Yeah. So Penelli, like his range, is ridiculous. Like because people, like people love him or people hate him, is pretty much the way that it goes. Just because like some people really like skating and some people really don't. And uh, I think people like don't matter. Right? Don't seem. Oh, that's the wrong friend. Oh, that's Francesco Arcuri. I, I pulled up his. Uh, <laughs> elite prospects to compare it and i'm like i look at him like 107th from from someone i'm like there's no wow, the drop yeah no his range is ridiculous like we look at guys like yeah he's ranked as high as i think they pulled him down on elite prospects to 16 yeah they did but like 16 to 31 that's a pretty big range right there for a player like that's anywhere inside the mid to late round yeah, like there, there's a lot of guys here where it's like if they went higher than where we had them, like I wouldn't be surprised, but if they went in like the second round. Like I'm also not that surprised with a lot of them mm-hmm. just because it is that kind of draft. Uh, but you're up next year with your pick, and you can pick for either what Tampa or Vegas. Who are you picking for? Tampa or Montreal? It's my, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Felix and Noah. What? I'm going to pick for Montreal. I'm gonna, I'm, I would have picked for Montreal two picks ago, but okay. <laughs> I'm gonna, Wait, I'm going to pick now? for. I'm going to pick for Montreal here at 31. Uh, as much as they are the cup favorites, I'm going to pick <laughs> for Montreal here. Um, oh, man. It's, it's, it almost seems too good to be true at this yeah, point. Don't fuck this up now. It, it no, already seems, offended us. It almost seems too good to be true. I don't know if I can do it. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Do they, do they, Justin, do you think they go with like the, with, with the like underwhelming left-handed defenseman again, yeah, yeah, I do. Oh, it's got to be Artem Grushnikov then. No, way. <laughs> no, way. Oh, it's got to be Artem Grushnikov. No, no, no. Realistically, I'm gonna I'm gonna play it for all his worth. I'm going uh, Xavier Burgo with this pick. Not only is he the French man with the Quebec, I promise that's not my only connection. I was surprised he fell this far. To be honest, um, I really like Borgo's game. There's been a lot of questions about w- whether he's been the benefit, like the beneficiary of Maverick Bork, elite yeah. centerman from the it, fair. I understand, but uh, again, we're talking 31. We're talking the late first round. We're looking at a guy that, yeah, he, he's probably not a play driver, but every other tool that he brings to the game is beneficial to the Hab system. I think he he would slot in, like give him another year in the queue. You can work him back up, but I think he fits with what the Habs kind of like in a forward. Just yeah, stylistically, today. yeah, yeah. I think I think he fits well into the Habs system here, and um, it's been a while since I've had a French Canadian star. Am I right? Yeah, is Philippe Deneau not on the Habs anymore, Jacob? Oh, what are you he's a UFA. Philippe Deneau, I can't believe you made it this far with a. Philippe, Philippe Deneau is going to look. Absolutely excellent next year in Panthers red and gold. I will tell you that right now. Um, I I can't believe you've made it this far in the playoffs with a glorified three C as your centerman. Like it's crazy, but like I don't. And I, I mean, Ottawa did it with Kyle Turris, so I don't know if I'm. I'm just so, I'm, I'm just, in the right spot to talk, but 
<laughs> and I'm, I'm confused too because like i remember like a couple years ago everyone's like oh you can't pay a goalie 10 million dollars like bobrovsky but i see montreal doing it and like, it seems, seems to be working out for them i mean the goalie that ended up finishing the series for the panthers is making 900 exactly nine hundred thousand. but you know who's wasting money now <laughs> that's besides um, the point so this leaves me last pick with tampa bay mm-hmm. fuck uh, well i really hope that they take someone terrible here $14 million on the cap. That'd be nice. Have you right. thought about taking Prokar Proltabov here <laughs> in this pick? I did, but I I really thought, of, I thought about it. Like, there, yeah. Yeah, there was a couple players where I was like, boy, this guy, like, I'm reading, like, an article on him. Like, he sounds really good. I can't pronounce that name. <laughs> and I just, yeah. I, and I don't want to sound terrible. Oh, I see a Luke Middlestat here. Ranked 97. That's probably. Hear me, hear me out. Prokar Poltabov is the one guy in this draft that could go, in my mind, anywhere from 20 to 120. And his value could be anywhere from 20 to 120. And he just screams Tampa Bay Lightning right there. Just like they're going to develop him into be something gross. But he he's like he's a good player. He's just like the least consistent player I've ever met in my life. Like he, yeah, he's some nights he's just disgusting. I don't know if you saw him though at the U18s, but guy guy was electric at times, and guy also was invisible at times. And it's all happening in like the same game. But that'd be interesting. Yeah, it's really tough because like I'm kind of debating here. Like, do I take someone like I think like would be like a, a nice fit for the Lightning? Or do I just go for like a guy with like a sick name? For example, Red Savage. <laughs> Red Savage first rounder. You heard it here first. It's tricky, right. right? Like there's there's a couple, I won't lie, there's a couple absolute banger names in here that are just unreal, right? That I'm just like a huge fan of. But probably shouldn't do that. Where are you taking it, Justin? Yeah, thank you. I don't. I kind of like. I kind of like the name Ayrton Martino, but no, I'm going to take Danil Chaika. Oh, oh, I love it. Because realistically, like, he just screams Tam Big Lightning to me. He's a left shot. He's basically uh, Sergachev. So <laughs> yeah, they're sorry. both they're both Russian. Yeah, both Russian left shot. These that's as close a comparable as you're going to get. Um, they really need defensemen, um, especially because I assume. You know, like, you know, maybe Ryan McDonough retires too, scum of the year. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. But I like, I like Chica there. That's a good all pick. Right. But so that's our right. top 31 right there. That is it. Well, that was a very long episode. Uh, good. T- well, it's, it's fine though. You know, good times, lots of drinks. It's been good. Uh, thank you to everyone listening who stuck around for this entire thing. Uh, kudos. Kudos, very impressive. Very I think we made it worth it. We're a fun group. We're having some good banter all the way through. <laughs> For sure, no doubt. Yeah, just just an absolute blast. Uh, so thank you to everyone tuning in. We'll be back on Monday with a brand new episode that will be a lot shorter. Uh, so thank you and enjoy the rest of your week. We'll see you then.
Loose puck at center, Barkov looking to get a step on Mete. Barkov to the net, Barkov between the legs, unbelievable! Did you just do that, Alex?